Welcome, everyone, to a chilly Saturday morning and another enriching episode of Digital Wellness with Dr. Mary. I am Dr. Mary Donahue, your host, and today we're diving into a topic that can bring a breath of warm, fresh air to our digital lives, travel. I know as we're all sitting, freezing in this deep cold, it's hard to think about travel, but today we're going to talk about how travel can lift your mood, how planning travel can lift your mood, and perhaps how it can make you feel a little warmer. Oh, yes. And if you want to join this wonderful conversation, please call or text 773-763-9278. As we explore the profound connection between digital wellness and life experiences, we, th- we are thrilled to introduce our guest, Brittany Clavio. And I hope I said that right. A dedicated, who is a dedicated nurse from Toronto who recently embarked on an extraordinary journey to Japan. Ooh. I want to go there. <laughs> I know you do. That's why I thought you'd really enjoy Brittany. And uh, thank you, Richardson, for introducing Brittany. That's awesome. We're so excited to have you here today. And as you know, when we first met and you started talking to me about your travels, I was just so intrigued about what you did and how you did it. And we're so excited that you have joined us. So thank you. Hi guys, good morning. Thank you so much. It's lovely hearing your voices. I'm really excited to share my journey, my month-long journey to Japan and kind of walk you through my experiences. Oh, so Brittany, before we dive into your travel experiences, let's set the stage. In our increasingly digital world, many of us find ourselves constantly connected to screens and devices. It can be a challenge to strike a balance between our digital lives and the need for rejuvenation. It's kind of a bummer, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Well... It is. And everybody I've noticed whenever I've been traveling, and as you know, I travel a ton for work, all I do is see people standing there taking pictures. They're not taking in the atmosphere, the culture. And I'm just thinking, okay, you really need to get away from your phones. Your brain can remember this. You don't need a picture unless you're sharing it to, you know, brag to your friends about where you are. Because travel offers us this really unique opportunity to disconnect. And believe it or not, back in the early 1900s and the late 1800s, travel was prescribed for people who were sick. Um, Doctors in England would say, you need to go to Egypt or you need to go here to get better. It was the opportunity for them to become less stressed. And that's where the spas, the notion of the spa that we have here now comes from. Egypt, the Egyptians said, okay, you need to disconnect, go here, go to this spa. As a matter of fact, the people who were in um, where the huge earthquake took place that is totally leaving me now, um, they, uh, the Romans actually used the teeny tiny earthquakes as spas. They would heat them and build hot boxes around them and go and get away Because digital allows us to connect, disconnect from our routines, step outside our comfort zone. Um, Travel allows us to immerse ourselves in a new culture and environment. And that can break up the harm that digital noise has done to your brain. I love I love that so much. And you know what's so funny? Uh, I'm kind of glad that you pointed out that when you go traveling, you'll see so many people who are still on their phones. It reminds me of uh, this video that I saw of New Year's. Uh, people were in Paris and the countdown was going on and everyone had their phones recording. Like literally all you see are screens. Like no one is like watching the countdown. So if people are just recording, everyone recording the fireworks and everything it was so funny but of course um Brittany could you start us off by sharing a bit about your recent journey to Japan and what inspired you to take this wonderful adventure I'm kind of jealous so I really want to hear your insights (laughs) (laughs) yeah 100% well you know Japan and traveling for a month and really just taking that time as um, especially I have a twin brother, so we are very close. Um, we've been wanting to plan this trip for a long, long time. So we really dedicated that time and, you know, 
took the time before even going to see where we wanted to go as twins, as siblings, and something that we wanted to make a long life memory for us. And so we were really lucky um, last October in 2023, we were able to make this happen. And we took the whole month off from our busy life schedule. We're both in healthcare. He's a physician assistant, and I'm a registered practical nurse. It was an amazing experience to really not only put the technology down, but I would also say as healthcare workers, the amount of stress we deal with, taking that, putting it to the side, and really just just enjoying the moment. A month. That's amazing. I don't ever think I've even conceptualized a month off work. So, you know, I think Japan is such an interesting place, but I, I want to talk about first, let's talk about the trip, and then eventually we'll get to planning the trip. But since you were both yeah. in healthcare, you know, it's it must have been an incredible planning session, but tell us about the trip. How did it feel? How did it start? I mean, many of us as adults can't imagine <clears throat> traveling with our brothers or sisters anymore. I mean, it, it seems like that's something we did when we were kids to go to Nana's or something. But like, how right. was it? Tell us. Just tell us. Well, yeah, it was... Honestly, it was amazing. We really focused in staying in central Tokyo, so like the hustle and bustle of city. And then we extra like traveled then to Kyoto and Ginza, really focusing on the temples, the scenery, kind of being one with like nature. Oh my goodness, I couldn't even talk about the food. The food was incredible. Some of the best food I've had in my entire life, and every moment was. Absolutely spectacular. And, of course, in Japan, renowned for the beautiful mountain, Mount Fuji. So we were very honored and lucky to even get to witness that and see that. Um, We just really had such a great time, and we made some genuine great connections with complete strangers that we were able to meet along the way. And every step of the travel was, was just pure freedom and pure bliss. Wow. Hi. That is so cool. I'm, I'm just literally <laughs> trying to vicariously live <laughs> through your experience. But um, it's, I love that, you know, how was like the, not the planning, but like, as you said, like you went there, how did you immerse yourself into the whole trip? And how did you manage to, um, your digital devices during the trip? Were you on your phone a lot? Or as you said, like, um, how was that experience? Yeah, for sure, Richard. Um, We really did make a conscious decision to limit our screen time. You know, we used our devices mainly just to capture, like, photos. And, you know, you want to keep those memories of, Mm -hmm. hey, we had this amazing meal. Or taking, like, for instance, we take photos in front of beautiful scenery just so we can have those memories to show, like, family, friends, like, kids, maybe our kids in the future. And then really just talking, keeping up with family calls, just a couple calls here and there, like, hey, we're still alive. <laughs> you don't have to worry about <laughs> us. We, we're here. We didn't die. <laughs> but, I, you know, I found that just being very calculated with how we used our devices allowed us to be fully engaging and present in the moment. And we really got to appreciate the beauty of Japan and the culture and everything that they had to offer without this distraction that sounds amazing and I think it's the exact right approach is using your phone just as a camera and then keeping the memories for you being selfish and just saving them I love that you were saving them for kids but as a mom I'm really glad that you checked in and said hey we're alive and now is it just you and your brother in your family or were other siblings going hey wait why didn't we get to go it was actually I'm very lucky my mom was like I popped out boy and a girl I'm done so it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just enjoying the experience <laughs> I like your mom <laughs> she's like boy and a girl popped out dream team I'm done now <laughs> a dream team for kids that sounds good that sounds good and uh, I think that you know I really want to talk to you about how you 
you felt physically and emotionally. And and that's, I think, definitely going to come up. But I'm wondering, would you do it again? Would you go away for 30 days again? Absolutely. It's on my bucket list in my timeline to for sure take the time to dedicate a big travel trip to really just disconnect from media and and just everyone and work and connecting with travel, your freedoms, and willing to explore. Amazing. Rich, what do you think? Would you ever take 30 days off? Oh, my goodness. I would love to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it sounds great, you know, um, no, seriously, definitely, like, just to get my mind away from here and just enjoy, as you said, freedom and the experience of being at a new place and just uh, disconnecting from from this side of my life and, and connecting to another side of uh, I remember going to uh, the lake house for, I think, a week, yeah. a couple of days. And, oh, oh my yeah. goodness, it was, it's not a different country, but, like, <laughs> I really did not even want to be on my phone. I just wanted to relax, and it was such a great experience. But hearing your experience, I'm like, wow, now that is another level. <laughs> it is another level. And I like that you said staying in your country, staying in your city, just even going to the lake in your city, because most of our listeners right now are on a great lake or can get to a body of water. Um, We're going to talk about in the next segment how important it is to just take time away. And, you know, for example, right now, my budget would never allow me to go away for 30 days. But, you know, I can go and I can take a break here where I live um, you know, there's so much to do. And I think the idea is beginning to plan that break and to beginning to plan your exit from social media, not like some dramatic exit like movie stars do, <laughs> their fake exit from or whatever social media, like, oh, I'm leaving Instagram. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I think what we have to start looking at, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment, and to get our brains into it, I'm going to ask Devin to play one of our favorite binaural beats. I get a lot of texts or like messages on LinkedIn, too. Can you play more binaural beats? So we're going to do that right now, but I really want to address what you said, too, the finances of going away and the, <clears throat> the finances of a staycation. But before we get into the value to your brain of both... Let's take a 30-second break and listen to a binaural beat. said uh, to join this wonderful conversation about our trips and, and journey and having this wonderful experience and detaching ourselves. We'll love to hear your voices or your messages. Um, so please text or call us at 773-763-9278. Thanks, Rich. I always forget the number, and I was, in fact, just looking it up. As you can tell, it's so cold today, people like me with asthma. It doesn't even matter if we don't go outside. (laughs) We still have a bit of a cough. We're like, ah, I hate this weather. But today, as we were just talking about with you and Brittany, um, let's just start with one fundamental question. Why, when we look out our windows today, and you can actually see the cold, Um, Why do we feel the need to take a break from our daily routines and go on vacation? I don't know that people really realize that we feel that, that we feel that emotional and physical exhaustion. Um, What do you think, Rich? Do we? I absolutely agree. I I feel that 
um, it's because of stress and exhaustion, mm-hmm. and you know, we just need a change of scenery, just to relax. Just, just like how I said when uh, we went, I went to the uh, lake house. I didn't know I even needed that, as you said. Like, I didn't know I needed it. I mm-hmm. it was such mm-hmm. a sense of relief and relax, relaxation, and I enjoyed it. I loved it, and I, I would assume that it would be the same for a lot of people. Um, life is so fast paced and there's a hustle and bustle for everything but you know just having that time to just breathe and calm down and relax and Brittany jump in anytime because what happened as, as a nurse what happened for Richardson and when we all go away is since the advent of the iPhone in 2007 our brains have been incredibly busy and yeah putting extra pressure on our brains every single time we use our phones. Because, you know, for for thousands of years, we didn't communicate like that. We communicated face-to-face, and we had natural breaks built into our day. We didn't have to talk to anybody when we were on the subway or the bus. We didn't have to talk to anybody when we were in the grocery store. We weren't taking freaking pictures of ourselves in a grocery store. (laughs) We weren't worried about... And this the stress that puts on your brain. And our brains can be incredibly efficient. They are incredibly efficient. But they become overwhelmed with the constant demands of digital life. I mean, I mean just think about the differences pre-iPhone and post-iPhone. So that adds to the everyday hustle and bustle. Now, for some people, they weren't born. Like, I don't think they'll be listening to this radio show, but they were born into this stress. But now if we look at the work pressures, the, everything that's happening on digital screens can lead to mental fatigue. And I'm interested if any of our listeners are beginning to experience that. The American Psychological Association came out with a study at the end of December 2023. Two out of three Americans rate their mental health as bad. Two out of three Americans. That's insane. I know. know, Nobody's saying, yeah, I'm feeling good. No one in the country is feeling good. That's a huge problem for businesses. We're feeling tired. And so one of the things I'd like to propose is a stay vacation. My theory is it's all based on the extra work we all have because of digital. Our bosses can reach us at any time, which is kind of annoying. When we make a mistake, we don't even have time to think about that mistake. Somebody jumps on us. Look at what's happening on social. So when our brains finally decide to take that vacation and escape from our daily routines... What we need to begin to look at is how we can trigger a series of neurobiological responses that can be profoundly efficient. Richardson, um, Brittany, if you don't mind, maybe I'll use your experiences to demonstrate what happens. So, Richardson, I know when you went to the lake house, you were going to help your future father-in-law move things and clean and do all those things. So you weren't thinking about this as a vacation. You were thinking, okay, well, I'm going to do some work and it's the right thing to do. But what happened when you got there is everything seemed easier. Everything seemed slower. Walking to the neighbors became a pleasure because you were walking without your phone. Um, It what happens is your stress hormones, your brain, it, your brain reduces the production of stress hormones. So when Brittany landed in Japan, she was probably still thinking about her phone. She was probably, and you can, you can talk about this. You were probably still thinking about, oh, I should Instagram this, or I should share this, or I should do a TikTok on this. But what begins to happen is finally, when you stop working, stop thinking about those things, your brain begins to reduce the production of stress hormones. So you that's why you typically experience less stress, leading to lower cortisol levels. Thank you so much for sharing that. And as you were pointing as you were pointing um, the like 
the effects of just uh, being on our phone and uh, how I was just thinking like how all the things that I feel or um, start to think about when I am on my phone and I'm just thinking about all of that like wanting to scroll scroll through Instagram or TikTok or share all these things that are happening around me you're right like it really can lead to um like fatigue and exhaustion and just thinking about that I'm like wow that's a lot on us <laughs> aside from just you know the regular uh, the regular life that happens um it's pretty exhausting just adding on more stress and uh once we have that escape uh to relax and and reduce our stress hormones like if it does feel fantastic and i'm pretty sure when i came back i was telling you i was like wow i didn't even want to be on my phone i it was so quiet and everything was so slow and i absolutely enjoyed and adored that (laughs) i'm so mm -hmm. glad and um Brittany, you probably don't know this but uh richardson because we work together knows i just finished a book called digital it's about digital addiction and it's the story of my brother and i and his digital addiction and we'll talk about that more on um upcoming episodes but um you know one of the things that richardson just talked about like he didn't want to be on his phone listen to the tone of richie's voice is it he at the lake house activated another significant change. Um, He activated the brain's reward system. So again, we go back to my favorite, the dopamine, the feel-good neurotransmitter. When we engage in enjoyable activities, which is also happening during vacations, our brains reward us with a surge of dopamine. That's why we associate vacations with happiness and relaxation. So... Um, how can we continue to increase that um, happiness and relaxation if we relate it to, let's say, like a stay-at-home vacation? Um, what can you explain, like, what people can do since there's still technology around us? What can people do to separate themselves from that? Well, I always go back to history, and I think you know any good scientist always looks at what's been done before and do we need to change it or should we keep it? And if we go back to what was happening when people were under immense emotional stress at the turn of the last century and everything was changing and, you know, things were going on and basically we were coming out of the dark ages, literally, you know, electricity was being invented and um, airplanes were still to come and all of these things were happening. What they prescribed was a total rest. Get away from your friends, get away from your work, get away from, if it's possible, your family, and go and rest. I mean, if you read any of the old Agatha Christie's or Sherlock Holmes, you'll hear their characters refer to their rest break, their doctors prescribing a rest. So when you're at home, let's say you have 5 or $10. That's it. That's all you have for a weekend. Planning how you're going to use that 5 or $10 to treat yourself is an excellent start to your vacation. You're starting to demonstrate to your brain what a reward is. So let me walk you through that scenario. Um, as somebody who's gone to grad school and I went to school while I was, you know, when my daughter was young and my husband was working, but he's a journalist, so he makes no money. So we have to, you know, don't go into journalism if you want to make money, people. But uh, one of the things is that we, I had to plan a vacation at home for myself. So I unplugged my phone. I unplugged the Internet. And with my small amount of money, I had $15. We um, bought magazines. And I bought a puzzle magazine for my daughter. We got an old-fashioned camera. We bought some film for it, so it was a Polaroid camera. Mm -hmm. And we went for a walk and took Polaroids and made stories from the Polaroids. And, yes, there has been weeks and months that we've only eaten oatmeal in my house. When we went to New York for my work, we ate oatmeal for a week. Every meal was oatmeal. 
but we were able to get away. My friend Neil, um, as a single mom of two children, was the person who taught me how to do this. Um, she lives in New Jersey, and now she's gone on and become a New York Times bestseller and doing all kinds of wonderful things. But she was the one that taught me you can have a great vacation with $5, even if you have children. But what begins to happen is, as you just said, you lower your stress level because you're actually planning an activity that's fun. Like, oh my God, this is a real challenge. How am I going to have fun on this little amount of money? Versus saying, oh, I only have $5. (laughs) And so you don't need to think like that. And then you look at, okay, how can I travel? I want to, want to, want to, want. Okay, we'll just start with rewarding yourself. Hit that, get your brain's activation system, that feel-good neurotransmitter, that dopamine released. And so wake up in the morning and say, okay, I'm going to have maybe a special coffee. Maybe I'm going to go to, I don't know, a coffee shop and get use some of my money to get a fancy coffee or a fancy tea. Maybe that's what I'm going to do. Because my God, I saw somebody pay $12 for a coffee when I was in Florida. $12 for a coffee. I was just like, wow, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a crazy reward. But you see how I'm talking about what happens is that vacation then leads to stress. And planning that vacation starts to bring down your pressure. For you, what happened is your brain looked at another activity, which was, oh, I'm going to move furniture. I'm going to build a sauna. I'm going to go build whatever. Like, I'm I'm just making stuff up now. But what ended up happening is it became, oh, I'm really enjoying the water. I'm really enjoying the sunrise. I'm really enjoying the people around me. And that became your reward. There was no money involved other than the gas to get there, the gas to get home. And some food. And it wasn't that far away. For Brittany, what began to happen is the pleasure of planning with her brother intensified the relationship. Then what began to happen is the reward system said, oh my gosh, I want to spend more time planning this vacation. I want to look at where we're going. And yeah, she probably used digital to do it, but maybe she bought some books on Japan. I love looking at books before I travel and seeing what I can do and where I can go. And then those books themselves become a memory. So what happens is, you know, you begin to associate even tiny vacations and the planning of a staycation or a great big vacation, like Brittany's going to talk more to us about, mm-hmm. with happiness and relaxation. Thank you so much, Dr. Mary, for shedding light on the neuroscience and bringing the creativity out of just um, not focusing on like the stressful part of... of um, the stressful side of planning a vacation, but the joy of it. And it's a reminder of the importance of taking a well-deserved break to recharge our minds and bodies. I love that. Well, in using it as a prescription, if we look at digital addiction, that is going to be, I think, the number one mental health issue over the course of the next 10 to 20 years. We look at what it's doing to children. We look at what it's doing to young adults. We look at what it's doing to adults um, that are still on their phone as much. And I go back to, as you know, a digital psychologist, I'm actually telling people, you've got to manage this. You've got to find joy. You need to take breaks. I'm, I feel like a physician back in, you know, in the 1800s. You need to go to a digital-free break. But for those of us who can't get off digital, like I I can't leave digital if I need to be in touch with my daughter, of course, how do we begin to manage it? How do we begin to use it so it doesn't hurt us, so it helps us? Wow, I love that. And before we go to our break, I just wanted to share our number again um, so our wonderful listeners can can join in and and share their experiences on their vacations and how it helped them relax. They can call. You can call or text us at 773-763-9278. That's wonderful. And, you know, given the time, why don't we just jump back in with Brittany on this? Yeah. And just talk to Brittany a little wee bit about um, 
some of the questions that I know that I've just gotten on I just a couple text questions. So first, Brittany, thanks for joining us again for this segment. And here's um, we have one question from the listeners, and I just want to make sure you're okay answering them. Of course. Okay, great. So, oh, good question. I've always wanted to travel, but I find it hard to disconnect from work and technology. In your opinion, how can I enjoy a vacation without feeling the need to check my emails constantly? Or did you check your emails constantly? So, Dr. Mary. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, Um, no, I was just going to say, go ahead, Brittany. I think the really important part about you know, social media technology, you have to set very clear boundaries. And that's really essential that you set those boundaries before going on your trip. Do you know what you are, how you're going to utilize your social media, how you're going to utilize your technology? You know, the important thing is you really need to just communicate. I, for my for instance, for me, I really focus on ensuring I communicate with my colleagues, my boss, all my clients that in advance, as much advance as you can give as possible, that, you know, I'm not going to be available. I am truly going on vacation. You know, if there's any questions, concerns, there is someone available to help you, but I'm, you know, you need to just set your boundaries and say, hey, I'm going to take a step back right now. And that's how you really ensure you're fully present in that moment. And when you do return, you are ready to work. You are ready to put your best foot forward because you allowed yourself to disconnect from everything, disconnect from social media, disconnect from, you know, doom scrolling, as you say, and really just focus on vacation, prioritizing, relaxing, and just exploring and trying new things. I think that's really important for me and just setting those boundaries. And even with you're my twin, you know, if we're at the phone, you know, eating, you don't want to, you don't want to, be texting it on your phone. You want to enjoy the moment, enjoy each other's company. I love that. Boundaries are really crucial. And if any parents are listening, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to set boundaries before you go on vacation with your children for digital devices. It doesn't matter to me if your children are 21 (laughs) or if they're two. It's got to be clear that when you have vacation time, even if that's Saturday afternoon between 2 and 4, you are doing something else that has nothing to do with digital. As Brittany just said, like, you know, when her, even her twin, she, she would get angry at her twin when her twin wasn't in the moment. Um, it's crucial to establish those boundaries and give yourself permission to connect, disconnect. As a parent, the most important thing I think I taught my daughter was how to disconnect and the importance of disconnecting. And her brain had an opportunity to rest. So let me share a story from our listener that really, really, I don't know, it really, it made me think because this person sounds like they're me. (laughs) So I used to be a workaholic, always glued to my laptop and my phone. But after a life-changing vacation in the mountains, oh, I realized the beauty of nature and the importance of taking a break. Now I make a point to go on an annual nature retreat to recharge and reconnect with myself. My dear friend Andrea does the exact same thing. Um, she, she just loves the wilderness. She goes out and she camps. She does a lot of stuff. So does my cousin Sarah. Um, but I think that's a profound transformation. Uh, this person also says gives a much more detailed experience that they chose not to share. But they did want me to share that um, they actually didn't take their phone. Uh, they just said, okay, I'm going to go. Like for me, I'd be paralyzed with fear about what would happen, what's going to happen. But they said, you know, I didn't take my phone for the first hike, and then I took my phone for the second hike, but I made sure that people knew where I was going and how long I would be and what trail I was on. And even just leaving that phone behind for 45 minutes was a challenge in the beginning. Um, I don't abdicate doing that, particularly if you're a single woman. (laughs) Like you need to have a phone with you. Heaven forbid something happens. But I do advocate putting it in a place where it's hard to reach uh, so that you can't also be picking up your phone. Do you know that we glance at our phone over 2,100 times a day? So put that phone away. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so it's a powerful transformation on how a single vacation can begin to reduce your stress. Um, here's, uh, here's a, oh, here's a question number two. I guess she was listening. I'm hesitant to travel alone. How can I overcome the fear and enjoy solo adventures? Brittany, I'll, I'll give that one over to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think with solo travel, it's, it can be really truly enriching just doing it on your own and connecting with yourself. And understandably, as a young girl myself, I understand you have concerns about solo travel. So for my advice, where I come from, you can always start with, I call them like mini trips. You know, it can be a week trip or, you know, a weekend trip. Just somewhat small. It doesn't have to be far. It can be driving distance for you or it can be by a plane. But what the best way to do that is you can always join. There's always groups out there, like tour groups that you can go to or activities. Just find activities that align with your interests, whether it be like a yoga retreat or a hiking retreat. Um, it's really important that you find what you want to explore within yourself. And you're likely to meet people, like like-minded people, travelers, that you can connect with and make lifelong friendships and memories together. I love that. And, you know, there's book clubs, too. You can take an hour-long retreat and just go down to the library. Exactly. I know that, Rich, you've traveled alone. What advice do you have? Um, I would say the same thing. Um, always knowing what you're going to do um, so that you're not really too distracted. And this is a question I actually had for Brittany too. Uh, since you went for a month long trip, how like did you plan for every day of the month or were you able to stay at where you were staying to just like relax? Like how, how did that work? So how that worked, I really just focused on a general idea. So again, I was quite organized. Again, day-to-day, we didn't plan every hour-to-hour because I think I would go crazy. (laughs) But I think it's important because Japan is so vast and there's so much you can do. But I think it's important that you just find a relative idea of where you would like to go priority. So let's say you want to see Mount Fuji and climb Mount Fuji for the day. So that would be a day travel for you. Or you want to take the bullet train and or eat a certain food that you want to try, like seeing the, the fish market. So I think focusing on having a relative idea, a plan before you go, because when you get when you go on vacation, I think the beauty of going on vacation is having that flexibility, right, to enjoy and get lost and have the freedom to be like walk past a street that, ooh, what's down there? So I found having a general idea of the spots you want to go to and, you know, seeing how you feel that day. Because as you know, travel, some days you feel very energetic to go, go, go and do a hundred things. And other days, like like Mary, Dr. Mary said, you just want to read a book or sit by the beach or just relax and just maybe sit in the park and just enjoy the moment. I think that changes day to day. So always just creating kind of an outline plan and then allowing your mind to wander and explore after. I, I couldn't agree more with that. And I think now's a great time for us to take a little break with one of our beats. Let's, let's just take a 30 second break because when we come back, we're obviously going to continue our conversation with Brittany But we're going to explore the impact of travel on our emotional well-being, not our mental and our emotional um, well-being, with a fun travel quiz. Let's find out. So, uh, Devin, we'll throw it over to you for 30 seconds.
everyone. Is are you guys ready for our fun travel quiz? Yes. Awesome. Brittany, so, are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> we do this every episode. It's really fun. <laughs> so, our first question is: When you think about exploring a new destination, what emotions do you feel most strongly? A. Excitement. B. Anxiety. C. Curiosity. Or D. Indifference. <laughs> well, I think it, it means are you traveling? In my mind, that's if I'm traveling to work. It's like, oh, it really doesn't matter where I'm traveling to. I just I have to get there. It's for work. Mm-hmm. But a couple times, like I would I would say probably curiosity. Um, what about you, Rich? I'm not sure if Brittany. I think Brittany signed out, and she'll probably sign right back in. But oh, okay. Um, what What would you say? Hmm. I would say <laughs> excitement. Okay, it's two of them. Excitement, but then after, I'll be excited on the plane, and then when I get there, I'll be like, oh boy. <laughs> That's when the excitement is. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> what am I going to do? How am I going to get there? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm totally. back. I'm back. Okay, Hi, here's what we're doing a fun Sorry. <laughs> Um, I would say Rich and I are on the same page. We're on the same page for sure. Excitement. 100% travel is something to look forward to. Especially when you, you know, when you initially like book it and you know it's upcoming and it's like, ooh, it's something new. That feeling is the absolute best. Something to look forward to. That's amazing. Okay. Next question, Rich. Next question. How do you typically spend your free time? A, planning future trips or exploring travel blogs. Um, B, catching up on work or household chores. Mm. C, trying new activities and hobbies. Or D, relaxing at home, watching TV or reading. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably have to say B and D. Okay. I can see that. I can see that, actually. It's so funny how we all have to, like, think about it. We're like, hmm. That's a tough one. Yeah. Brittany, what do you think? What is... Um, Oh, my goodness. I'd say C and D. Mostly D, though. Mm -hmm. It's a long day. (laughs) You just want to relax. Mostly, you know... It's, it's a long day, so if you can always add in fun activities here and there, which always happens, you know, the week friends always just text you, hey, let's do something fun for sure, but relatively more relaxing reading just day by day. Richard? Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just like you. Other than trying new activities, I, I like to relax and stay at home. Maybe watch a couple of TV shows or, or read. Um, yeah, anything that would just take my mind off uh, everything, and I could just chill at home, relax. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're all kind of the same, but yeah. I noticed that the only mother in the group is the one that's talking about chores. I think that's interesting. <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So now we know what's happening. The Can mom I is my answer? Yeah, no, no, no. Your mom is going to listen to this. She's going to know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Question all right, next. Yep. What's your preferred way of experiencing a new culture? A, immersing yourself in local traditions and trying new food. B, staying in a tourist-friendly bubble. C, meeting and interacting with locals. Or D, it doesn't (laughs) matter. You're not interested in cultural experience. (laughs) Okay. not D. (laughs) Yeah, don't travel if it's on D. (laughs) Yeah, like, why'd you go? (laughs) Hmm. I would definitely say I'm C. I love meeting okay. people and and I just like okay, where should I go? What should I do? What's the wh- where's the best place to to eat? So that would I'm definitely a C. Hmm. I like that. I, I mm-hmm. uh-huh. oh go ahead, Richard. Uh, oh, <laughs> I think I'm A. 
I love food. I uh-huh. love trying out any type of food. Um, and just learning about like the local traditions and maybe the history. I find that so fascinating. So, yeah, I think I'm A. We are the same. I'm also A. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are so much the same. We're the same. We're going on vacation together. I know. You have to take me to Japan, you know? (laughs) We have to. Well, I'll uh, find you spots. Oh, thank you. I got the best food spots for sure. When you guys are, when you go, I'll send you all the best food spots. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Hmm. Let's see. Are. Last question. Last question. question. Um, yeah, let's, question four. Okay. What's your attitude towards uh, spontaneity? Oh, my goodness. Here comes my uh, <laughs> a tongue twister. Spontaneity. Spontaneity. There we go. And unpredictability. <laughs> I knew you were saying that. I knew it. I was Everybody like, oh, boy. has a word. Everybody has a word they can't say. <laughs> a, love it. Um, spontaneous ad- adventures are the best. B. It makes me uncomfortable. I prefer a well-planned itinerary. Mm. C. I'm an op- I'm open to it as long as it doesn't disrupt my plans too much. Or D. I avoid unpredictable situations at all costs. <laughs> um. <laughs> I would have to say, in this case, I'm definitely um, an A. I often go to a city and have absolutely no plans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I'm like, take me away, you know. (laughs) Whatever happens, (laughs) let's let's do it. (laughs) But also, like, I think it goes to what Brittany says. Like, sometimes Mm -hmm. when you go on vacation... You want to spend your entire time like going out and seeing people and going to clubs and doing all that stuff. And another time, you may just want to go to a museum or you may want to check out the library. Or you may want to go to antique stores or you may just want to sit at the beach and read a book. Yeah. Like you don't know how you're going to feel until you get there. That's part of the joy of traveling. For me. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I would say. I would say A as well. I think Richard Richardson and Dr. Mary were all in the same boat in that sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. I think just letting it happen. I think half the battle is yeah, you can you can pre plan as best as possible, but half the enjoyment and the adrenaline rush you get from spontaneous adventures is the best feeling ever. It's awesome. All right. Our quiz results. Take it away, Richie. All right, I want you to remember your answers. So if you're mostly A's, you're absolutely ready for your next adventure. Your excitement and curiosity are perfect travel companions, and you'll thrive on exploring new destinations, cultures, and experiences. So that's you and Brittany. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you're mostly B's, you might need a little nudge to embrace the unpredictability of travel, but it's worth it. Stepping out of your comfort zone can lead to personal growth and unforgettable moments. Mm-hmm. If you're C's, you're mostly open to adventures and new experiences, but you're but you appreciate some structure and familiarity. Travel can offer the perfect balance of exploration and comfort. And if you're mostly D's, while you might not be the most enthusiastic traveler, there are still ways to enjoy the benefits of travel at your own pace. Consider destination and activities that aligns with your preferences. Yeah. So, so remember, travel has the power to rejuvenate your mind, ignite your sense of wonder, and create lasting memories. Whether you are an avid explorer or a more cautious traveler, there's a world of adventure waiting for you. I love that. I love that. And you know what, Brittany, you said something in our in our fun um, little quiz. You said my employer. And I'm wondering if we could like we have about five minutes left. But how did you plan this? How did you manage it with your employer? How did you balance your career with your your desire to travel your wonderlust? Of course, Dr. Mary, um, I'd be happy to share those details. Um, for me, working with my employer, employer 
it's just ensuring that you inform your supervisor as best as possible and in, in as much advance as you could give, you know, really coordinating as best as possible so everyone is aware of what your future plans are and, you know, everyone has the tasks that they can take over from you and just ensuring that they're really important. The most important thing is open communication and just really ensuring that you're communicating, not only that, but also someone can cover in your absence. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I guess I'm going to do that soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, boss. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Barry, you'll be, you be seeing a no for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One last question. We only have about a minute before Richardson writes his note to me, I'm sure. But, um, Brittany, just in really, really quickly, how did you manage the financial side of things? Did it take you a year to save up? Did you have, like, a really tight budget? What did you do? Um, so traveling is my, for sure, one true bliss in this world. So budgeting is crucial for this trip. You always have, like, a rough estimate of your expenses, flights, accommodations, food, activities. So set expenses you know you're going to have to pay for going there. I always say have, like, a, a window, like a cushion budget as well to allow you to have flexibility if you want to buy that extra toy or whatever it is in the snack and then you know also you want to add opportunities if you want to go to that park or you want to have that glass of wine so whatever that may be you want to you know be prepared for those unexpected opportunities that might arise during your exploration Brittany, that's a brilliant approach, and I know that you've inspired Richardson. I hope you've inspired our listeners. You've definitely always inspired me. That's why I'm so grateful you came on the show. And I think what today's show demonstrated was that we can take a day, an hour, a little bit of money, a lot of money, and benefit from travel, and it's a powerful tool for beating the winter blues. So, you know, it's, it, just remember, it's not about exotic de- destinations. It's really just about a getaway for two days in your, in your apartment, in your room, in your wherever. Or, you know, just exploring your local area. For those of you in Chicago, there's so much to do. Um, it can have a positive impact on your well-being. Thank you so much, Brittany, for sharing your wonderful insights and a mix of the highs and the lows. Uh, We're so happy that you are here with us. Uh, Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. I I hear our final music, so don't forget to check us out on LinkedIn and Instagram. And just thank you, everybody, for tuning in and your great questions. And I hope everybody stays well and stays warm. Bye-bye.